They're fun, they're quirky, and they love to laugh. They're Chicks at the Roundtable, bringing you your weekly dose of caffeine-induced laughter and life-changing discussion. Now get ready for your hosts, Trish and Patricia. Welcome back. I am Patricia, and this is Trish. And we are excited today to be talking with Minister Bonnie Mathis. Woo! <laughs> so get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us at the round table. Yes, we are very honored today to have Bonnie with us. Super excited about this podcast, and just know that it's going to be a huge blessing to our listeners. And uh, Bonnie has lived a full life. Oh, and yeah. An exciting mm-hmm. life. And she is uh, an ordained minister. She's a mom, a grandma. She just has has had just an interesting walk through life. So, and we're looking forward to hearing all about it. So, Minister Bonnie Mathis, tell us about your life. Well, that is a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only 16, so I couldn't be that long. <laughs> Well, I've lived through a lot. Okay, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, it started out being adopted um, years ago when um, unwed mother was around. She was cast out. Yeah. And my mother was cast out of her family when she found out she was pregnant. She was young. And um, she put me in a um, Christian organization where they watched over who adopted you. And there were three different uh, parents that uh, she let me visit or stay with for a month. And at the end of that three month period, she picked the parents that adopted me. And they were Christians, all of the family families were Christians. So that was in my favor mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Yeah. But um, as the years went by, things happened in life and um when my youngest when my brother was born i was four and then i had another brother when i was eight years old and they were real uh, children of my parents and some things happened in my parents life and my my dad was going to divorce my mother and i'm not sure the reason why and i wouldn't want to even get into that yeah Mm -hmm. good for you but um she wanted to give me back to the orphanage. And she said that in front of me to my father, that if you leave, I'm going to give her back. Wow. And um, I remember sitting at the table, and I looked at her when she said that, and I didn't realize at the time the impact. I was about eight or nine. Okay, wow. I did not understand the impact that it had on my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, a spirit of rejection entered into my life. Not only had my birth mother given me up, mm-hmm. but my oh, adoptive yeah. mother yeah. wanted to give me up. So I had to, um, later in life, when I began to realize these things that affect us, that happen in our youth, mm-hmm. uh, in our childhood, affect us in our adult life. And we have to work through these things. And when I realized, and I was a, uh, became born again when I was seven years old. So I always had the knowledge that Jesus was with me. Right. That, that never left me. It mm-hmm. was very, very clear to me. And even at that time, I knew that my mom might, 
reject me, but Jesus never would. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so that kept me um, going. And I stayed a Christian. I mean, you know, as teenagers, we do things that we're not proud of, mm -hmm. but my heart was always toward God. And it wasn't until um, I was married and had three children, and it wasn't until after my husband started running around on me mm -hmm. that this spirit of rejection really became um, prevalent or knowledgeable, came up front right, mm -hmm. right, in right. my life. And I had to begin to deal with that. And it was a very difficult situation because I got to the point where I thought, because when, when you've got something in your life that's pulling you or directing you in certain ways, it's very strong and you don't even realize sometimes why you do this or right. why you think right. that. Yep. Yeah. And that's where I was. And I didn't understand that it was uh, a spirit of rejection that was causing me to um, feel this way. And what, I w what it caused me to do is turn aside from everybody. I didn't want to be around friends anymore. Mm. I didn't want to be around anybody because I thought they don't like me. They're just pretending to like me. And it really became... It's like the fear of rejection. Right. Yeah. You right. couldn't trust. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I couldn't trust because both my mothers rejected me and my husband rejected me. And so it was quite an issue in my life. And it took the Holy Spirit some dealing with me to, to bring that to the forefront. And I mean, this is, it's been a lot of years since this happened, but I can remember one day when I was at work, the particular, my boss at that time said some very um, derogatory things about me to somebody else in front of me. Wow. And um, I knew that he was a very critical person. Nobody could do anything to please him. Right. But when he said that, I, it just devastated me. And I went into the restroom and I just said, God, what is the matter? What is the matter with me? And the Lord said to me, or showed me, that it was this spirit of rejection. And so I was knowledgeable enough of the word because I had been to Bible school and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So I knew that I could, with God's help, I could conquer this. But the thing that I think I learned through this, this whole thing is that when you cry out to God and you are serious about something, He will answer that's you. That's right, yeah. that's right. And I don't care where you are, what you're doing, what you're involved in, when you seriously cry out to God, mm -hmm. He is going to answer you. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He says He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Right. So He's there, He hears you, He knows what you're going through, and He is touched with our infirmities, mm -hmm. but He's not going to push Himself on us. Right and make us do something that we're not ready to do. Mm -hmm. You have to be mm -hmm. ready. You have mm -hmm. to be at that point where um, you say, okay, God, there's nothing else. I don't know what else to do. Right. There's nowhere else I can turn. Right. You're my only hope. He's always ready and waiting mm -hmm. for us to open the door. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's right. when he will come in that's and right. take care of things. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So how old were you when God spoke that to you and you, you got that revelation that this was a spirit of rejection? Well, after... After I finished um, Bible school, um, I had lived on one side of the state and I went to Bible school some in another state and I came back and I, mm -hmm. I did not go back to my original home. And I think it was a good thing because I disassociated myself with all my past um, relationships and things mm -hmm. like that, which right. I think made it easier for me to begin to, to see. Um, I was in my 40s. 
okay. when this happened. So um, I had lived with this for a long time without even being aware of it. Mm -hmm. Like most of us do. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. And it takes situations sometimes or circumstances to make you realize, hey, something's wrong here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, because we can go through life and, and not even um, acknowledge that there's anything there. Mm -hmm. And um, you can have rejection, not just if your parents rejected you, but you can have rejection if you've been molested or raped oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. or anything like that. It, Absolutely. The spirit, spirit of rejection is not picky about who he bothers. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's a. Uh, uh, I think a real prevalent situation in the lives of people today. I agree. And you don't usually recognize it until you're older. Those things are, you press them down um, and you don't recognize them for what, what they were. Mm -hmm. Right. And one thing that comes with being molested is a spirit of shame. Mm -hmm. And I was molested when I was very young and didn't know it until just a few years ago. I began to experience shame when I'd get in front of people. And you know me that I am not afraid to get in front of people. Right. And I will say anything to anybody. And I've done that. I've taught for years and I've had different occasions to, to preach and things like that. And it's never bothered me to stand in front of anybody. But all of a sudden, I began to feel shame. And I didn't want to even put my offering in the basket because mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody looking at me. Mm -hmm. And I can remember saying, Lord, what is the matter with me? What is this? Now right, show me what right. this is because right. this is new to me. And the Lord just put this across. It was like a, a movie mm -hmm. I was watching mm -hmm. in my mind. Wow. And um, I was probably between three and four years old when it happened because it was when we lived in a particular place and we moved when I was four and it happened when we lived there. Wow. And I saw the whole thing. I saw myself go outside to play with my neighbor and I went to meet her in the middle. She was lived right next door and I saw this man on the porch and I became terrified. And in, in the Lord showing me this, I really felt terror as I was seeing this movie in I'm my sure. mind. Right. Yeah. And um, I stopped and I turned around and my mother was on the porch and I said to my mom, um, do I have to go over there? And she said, no. And the Lord let me know that that man had molested me. And I don't know if it was her uncle, father, brother, you know, who it was. But um, it was in the middle of a service and I sat right there in my seat and came against that spirit and, um, of shame. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was all part of the rejection that I had taken care mm -hmm. of years ago. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these things in our life take a long time to get rid of. It's it's in layers. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we right, take care right. of a little bit, mm -hmm. and then we go along. We think we're fine, and then something else right. comes up. Right. Right. And um, so anyway, I took care of that. So the Holy Spirit will do anything in your life that you want Him to do. Mm -hmm. He's such yeah. a gentleman, but He yeah. is such a helper. Yeah. He's, he's our counselor, he's our helper, he's our teacher, and... Our comforter. Our comforter, yeah. and many things. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need, the Holy Spirit is that to you. Mm -hmm. so well, I he, know he was... I'm sorry, go ahead, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's all right. 
Well, and unless you got something more you want to shift here, there's so much to cover. So I wanted to get into um, like the rejection, the fear of rejection, because I know from talking to you before that you've had another area, a, a major milestone in your life where you were um, able to do something, but man tried to hold you back because you're a woman. So there's the rejection there again, just because of your gender. And I'm talking about when I opened up today, I referenced you as Minister mm -hmm. Bonnie Mathis. So go back to when you first stepped into ministering, you know, at the, at a church in Holland, and tell us what type of rejection tried to hit you there because you're a woman. Well, that started years ago when I my my parents were Christians and I loved my dad, but he was old school religion. Uh, women didn't do anything in the church. Mm -hmm. right. uh, women couldn't preach. You could go on the mission field or you could teach Sunday school, mm -hmm. but you could not get up on the uh, platform behind wow. a pulpit right. yeah. on Sunday. And my, um, when I got married, my husband was a Christian at that time, and he went to another Pentecostal church, the same denomination as, as I was, but just different churches. And his aunt was the worship leader. My father refused to go to church because she was on the, the platform wow. on, a, on a Sunday. He would not go to that church Not even all. preaching. She was just the worship leader. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so um, it was when, I was, when I was young, it's going back to my mother and the rejection, my mother became very um, mean to me, if you want to use that word, uh, nothing I did was right. Nothing I said was right. Every idea I had was wrong. Um, I got where I just barely spoke to her. Good morning and good night, basically, was, was our conversation. And um, the Lord showed me many years later that she was jealous of, of what had happened because my father chose to stay in the home because of me. Oh, wow. And I didn't know that for many years. And so she took her anger out on me. He didn't stay because of her. He stayed because of me. Right, right, right. And so there was, that was the main issue there. But um, my dad just said, um, and because of this, I would go to the Lord when I'd have these problems, when she would act this way to me and when she would treat me mean. And, and one particular day, I was probably about 12 or 13, she was, um, and she didn't do this in front of people. She would be real mean to me behind closed right, doors. Behind the scenes, yeah. Yes. And so she was being really nasty to me. And I stood there and, and I was just looking at her. And the Holy Spirit said to me, she loves you, but only as much as she can. And so I thought, okay, she's got problems. Mm -hmm. And I realized then that at that point that her problems weren't mine, although she was putting them, them was on me. Her issue, not a you yeah. issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, it was, I would say to my dad, well, God showed me this or God showed me that. And he said, God doesn't talk to women. So I grew wow. up with this thinking that anything that I felt was God wasn't really God. Or if it was God, I better keep my mouth shut. So it was just, I wow. just didn't say anything. And when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go to Bible school. And he wouldn't let me go. At that at when I grew up, I grew up in, my parents were strict, but because I loved God, I wanted to love my parents. And so I mm -hmm. obeyed my you. parents. Good for you, yeah. 
And so when my dad said, you can't go to Bible school, women don't go to Bible school unless they're going for a husband or going on the mission field. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, you can't. I had been sickly as a child. I had rheumatic fever. And um, so he said, you can't do those things. So you can't go to Bible school. And I had wanted to go to college. I wanted to become a psychologist or psychiatrist or something. I wanted right. to help people. I didn't realize then that God was calling me in, into the ministry because you didn't go into the ministry as a woman. Right, right, right. right. So um, when I had to sign up for my classes when I started high school, my dad asked me, he said, you sign up for your classes today? And I said, yes. And he said, what classes did you take? Well, I signed up for college prep classes. And he said, you're not going to college. And I said, those are the classes I'm going to take. And he called the school and told them I had to change my classes, that he did not allow me to take those classes. Wow. So I was not prepared for college or anything else, and he refused to let me go to Bible school. And it wasn't until after my divorce that the Holy Spirit called me to go to Bible school. Because he said the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. In other mm -hmm. words, God doesn't take them back. Right. right. You know, when right. you have felt something in your heart that you thought God wanted you to do, but everybody was against you, remember, God's not against you. That's right. right. That's good. That's good. And you just keep prodding along and asking the Lord to help you and show you what to do because there will be a way in God's timing. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was... Uh, then after I went to Bible school, I thought, well, you know, if I go to Bible school, that will allow people to um, open up their pulpits for me to teach mm -hmm. and not teach in a class in the right. back of the church, right, 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 which I had been allowed to do. And so after I went to Bible school, I did. The church I attended was in the Detroit area, and that minister allowed me to preach. Um, but he wouldn't ordain me. Gotcha. Because women, you just didn't ordain women. That's, it was his thinking. But I was allowed to, to preach. And then I moved on the other side of the state, where I am now, and um, I still wasn't able to be ordained until wow. I came to the church where I am now, and the pastor believes that women can be ordained. Right, Praise right, God. Right. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing that just amazes me, Bonnie, to hear you talk about these things is how your faith in, in God and your belief that he spoke to you didn't, it wasn't squashed. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. completely ground out and mm -hmm. destroyed yeah. with your dad mm -hmm. telling you, mm -hmm. oh, God doesn't talk to girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That just like blows my mind <laughs> that's like because our earthly father is a projection of our, our relationship with our heavenly father mm -hmm. so that's like saying well if you're a man and you have a daughter you're not going to speak to her mm -hmm. yeah that's, true. that's the same mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. right 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 so it right. just blows my mind that there was this for generations and mm -hmm. it wasn't even just your dad's generation but for generations and generations, mm -hmm. there are people who believe this way mm -hmm. and women who tolerated it. Mm -hmm. Praise God, we're not in that generation. Yes. Amen. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a scripture that I go to whenever I'm standing on the word for something and believing in a particular area. You have to, well, the Bible says that we look at the things that we don't see rather than the things we mm -hmm. do see. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at God's promises. 
Right. What does he say? And there's something in the word for everybody, for every situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Nobody Amen. is uh, restricted from that. Right. And there's a scripture in Psalms 89:34 that says um, that I will not um, alter my word. I will not change the words that came out of my mouth, mm-hmm. uh, that came out of my lips. Mm-hmm. I will not alter my word. So if God has given you something, trust him to bring it to flourishing in your life. But we have to be uh, centered on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can't let the dream, and a lot of times we think, well, that's never going to happen, and you let the dream fade. Yeah. Well, bring it back to life. That's right. Stir it that's up. That's right. That's right. Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift that was in him. Whatever God has put in you, you have to stir it up. Mm-hmm. You have to have the gumption to go for it. You have to have the stamina to stand. Right. And that's one of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. Well, what is patience? Standing in the face of. Right. Very good. Very good. Wow. And that's what we have to do. And God has made, given me promises that I don't have yet, but I know that are still going to come mm-hmm. to flourishing mm-hmm. because he doesn't change his mind. That's right. right. He's and not a, a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't yeah. change his mind. Amen. But sometimes we have to have the courage to step out too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. We know it. We know it's there. Sometimes it just takes that courage to step out in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't know what's going to happen, you just got to step out and go, okay, mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. I am. And mm-hmm. then God just swoops in, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's an amazing thing. So. Well, I know that um, when God tells you to do something, quite often he expects you to take the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and then, true. And then he that's meets true. you there. Yeah. Um, when he told me to go to Bible school, um, I couldn't believe he had told me to go to Bible school. Here I was, divorced. I mean, th- this divorce thing, this woman thing, came back up again yeah, in my right. mind. Yeah. And I had three children. I had a good job. And um, I knew that, that he was calling me to go to Bible school. In fact, it was very quick. He told me in um, April that I was supposed to go, and I didn't believe him. And I said, they won't accept me to fill out an application. So I filled it out. He said, do it anyway. So I filled it out. Uh-huh. And I mailed it thinking, you know, I'm never going to hear from them. Well, sure enough, in two weeks, the acceptance papers came back and they wanted more information. Uh-huh. I, and I threw it up on my dresser. I thought, I'm just, I can't go. Right, right, right. And, um, but every time I'd walk past the dresser, these papers would kind of like wave at me, you know, in my mind. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I sent them back and accepted it. And I said, okay, Lord, if I have to quit my job, I got to find somebody to rent my house. Because at that time, I was still living in the home we had during mm-hmm. my marriage. And um, I said, okay, I'm going to need money for this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I had my list, what it was going to cost me to rent the truck to move and how much it was going to cost. I called places to get um, kind of like estimates for rent and and all that. So I had all that down. And for the first month until I could get a job, if I ever found a job, and I had this listed and I said, okay, God, if you want me to go, I'll go if you give me this amount of money. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, the money started coming in just from weird places. Somebody would walk up to me and say, the Lord told me to give you $20. Yeah, wonderful. And so I just started putting the money away. And um, when it come time to move, I had the renters came up to me, and I had everything set up except somebody driving my truck because I didn't know how to drive a big 
truck and right. we had to tow my car which was the best way for me I thought at that time with three children and stuff so anyway I was at a full gospel businessmen's meeting with uh, some friends and at the end of the meeting there was a gentleman clear on the other side of this room walked up to me and I knew him just to say hello right and he knew me by my name and he said Bonnie while we were sitting here tonight the Lord told me that I was to drive your truck to Oklahoma wow that's wonderful <laughs> just, just and yeah. so I said okay thank you God you got my attention <laughs> yeah 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 I guess I'm really supposed to go yeah wow <laughs> but the whole year that I was out there God did that that kind of stuff for me mm -hmm. just um one thing right after another so when you are faithful to what god wants you to do yeah he is faithful to you that's right yeah. that's right and i uh, i couldn't get a job so um i thought all right lord how am i gonna pay for my schooling and i constantly that whole year had money coming in i had somebody put in my phone and pay for it for a whole year I had somebody else send, send me stamps so that I could pay my bills. This was before you did them online. Right. And uh, to write back home. And I mean, God just. It's wonderful. Supernatural provision. Yeah. 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 One time uh, we didn't have any. Um, I did find a job working part time. I worked 20 hours a week in a doctor's office, um, which was, I mean, I don't even know what minimum wage was back then. Not very much. Five something an hour or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we were out of food and there was a cake mix in the cupboard. And so the kids whipped it up and they drank milkshakes, chocolate milkshakes for their supper. That was what they had that night. The next morning, very early, which was a Saturday, uh, somebody woke me up knocking on my door at six in the morning. Wow. And so I went to the door and here was a woman who was not a Christian but that I worked with at the doctor's office. She said, every year my husband makes me clean out our freezer and we restock our freezer. And she said, I had these bags and I was taking them to the trash and something said to me, Bonnie needs this food. So she drove it over to me wow. and she brought me uh, three big, uh, you know, your your trash bags. 13 gallons. Yeah. 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 Three full. Three full. Wow. And uh, she says, can you use this? And I said, yes, I can. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. I stocked my freezer and my refrigerator. And then I knew two other people that were in the same situation I was. And I called them and I said, come over and take what you want. Because I don't have room in my freezer and my refrigerator for all of this. Mm -hmm. And one of the women, God had supplied my needs all year up to this point and i had fed her every day she didn't have money for food so she come and ate her and her daughter came and ate with me and my children and so i mean i just give her just as much food as what she could yeah. fill in her refrigerator mm -hmm. yeah. so god gives to overflowing yeah amen so just to be clear now you did this you moved from michigan to oklahoma by faith with three children as a single parent mm-hmm that's just phenomenal. And you know what? Yeah. I didn't even have a place to stay. When I got out there, the guy that said he'd drive my uh, a truck, he said, where are we going? And I said, I don't know. We'll get there. And I said, I've got a list of some, and I'll pray about which apartment I should go to first. And so I we sat there in, in a parking lot someplace in a 
you know, a convenience store type thing. And I said, all right, Lord, show me where I should go first. Mm-hmm. And the first place I went, the woman said to me, well, you know, she said, we just had somebody move out today. But she says, I just feel like you need this more than the next person on the list. So I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. I mean, God just showed up miraculous yeah. that, that whole year. It was yeah. probably the most blessed year I've ever had in my life. Um, I mean, as far as seeing God's um, uh, fulfillment of, of his promise right. to me. Right. Uh, God has always blessed me, but that was, there's no way that I cannot believe for his favor in my life now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, that was just a miraculous year. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, the, the, my whole life has been like that. I mean, when I, I mentioned being sick when I was younger, I had rheumatic fever when I was about six years old and I was crippled. And, um, I didn't realize that it, at the time that it was a permanent thing. I just, just remember as a child, uh, my heart was so bad and my I had no I wasn't able to use my legs. Mm-hmm. So I was only allowed out of bed for a couple of hours on the weekend and I could be in the living room with my folks. And I can remember uh, one Sunday specifically that I, my dad said, I'll carry you out. And I said, no, I want to go myself. And I crawled out of bed and pulled myself out to the living room with my arms. My legs were totally useless. And there was an evangelist that was coming through town, a healing evangelist, and my mother asked him that next Sunday if he would come to the house and pray for me. And God healed me. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. So, I mean, God has just been in my life from day one. Yeah, I would say so. That's fantastic, (laughs) girl. For the fact that I wasn't aborted. Yeah. You know, back then, a woman mm-hmm. that uh, was pregnant out of wedlock had a big A on her back. Mm-hmm. You know, she just yeah. wasn't accepted. Yeah. And my mother was kicked out of the home. There was nowhere for her to go. And she lived in a home for unwed mothers until I was born. Do you know how old she was? She was 18. Wow. So young. Mm-hmm. To be kicked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. think of 18-year-olds as adults, but still... Mm-hmm. I mean, they're no life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back yeah. then, it was a lot worse than what it is now. A lot of 18-year-olds today are, well, they're, they're more knowledgeable. Right. They're more able to take care of themselves. Right. But uh, not when my mother was 18. Yeah. And um, I hope someday I'll see her in heaven. Well, yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm I would, sure. I would. And she came from a Christian home, so, mm-hmm. you know, um, and even that always bothered me to the extent that, her father supposedly was a Christian, but he still kicked her out. Mm-hmm. To save face. You know, it was uh-huh. back in those days. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So if you were to give a, um, like a message to our listeners, what would you like to get across to them the most? How faithful God is. Mm-hmm. No matter what your situation is, God is faithful. And you and I mentioned earlier, you can find anything in the word for your situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You stand on that word, and I give reference to that scripture that God is not a man that he should lie. And the rest of it says, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. In other words, he, God can't tell a lie. Right, right, right. He can't be sorry. He promised you something. Mm-hmm. Right. And it said that he's, what he does, what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And God says what he means, and he means what he says. Right, right, right. And faith is just believing what God's word says. 
He's no respecter of persons. What he mm. has done for me, he will do for you. Mm -hmm. There is, there's yeah. nothing to be, uh, nothing that will change. He's not going to say, okay, you know, I healed you, but I'm not going to heal you. Right. I met her right, need, right. but I'm not going to meet right. yours. Because yep. God doesn't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. He loves us all the same. And, you know, there are times when the Lord taught me a lesson with this. somebody was not being very nice to me. And even my mother, when she w went through her um, mean stage, well, all of her life, my mother died that way. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to wonder, is my mother even really a Christian? But I had a vision. The Lord gave me a vision of her when she died and how her spirit came alive and went up into heaven. So I know that she was saved she was born again see when we're born again only our spirit man is born again right 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 and our body is the house that we live in mm -hmm. and our soul needs to be uh reworked with the word of god right it, the bible tells us to renew our mind mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we it, that only comes with hearing the word mm -hmm. and the word yeah. is the word yeah. of god so it's a process but um that's would, a terrifying word. Yeah, yeah it process. is. Nobody, yeah, nobody yeah. likes that word. Not really. Right, right, you know, right. we're um, instantaneous people. You know, mm. we like, as the Lord said, me, <clears throat> said to me one time, we're microwave people, but he's a crockpot God. Yeah, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's good. good. Yep, yep, he yep. takes his time. Mm -hmm. He works with us. Yeah. Nothing comes really fast because we wouldn't be able to handle the change yep, yep, if yep. it came real fast. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to recognize the problem, change the problem with his help, and then there's profit in our life from that. And it goes on and goes on. And the Lord said to me one time about someone that was just really being nasty to me, and I wanted to pray mean things to her. <laughs> and I knew that I shouldn't. But the Lord said, I love her as much as I love you. Yeah, yeah. And that took me back because mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. to realize that God is loving. He loves everybody the same. God loves you so much that he gave his son for you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regardless of what you've done yeah. or where you yeah, are. Yeah. And when you recognize how much God loves you, it's easier to believe what his word says. That's right. That's, That's right. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Because if somebody really loves you, they're going to have your best interest at mm -hmm. heart. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. And it, God gave his son for you. You know, his best interest is towards you. Yeah. Yeah. And if we think about our own kids and they're not perfect, they mm -hmm. do stuff wrong all mm -hmm. the time. And yet we still love them. That's mm -hmm. right. And God That's is the right. same with us. We mess up and we make mistakes and, and do stupid things all the time. God still loves us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why we go along thinking, oh, well, I've screwed up too much for God to love me. Right. He's our yeah. daddy. Yeah. Right. He's That's our father. Right. right. He's not any different than we are with our children. So why we go along thinking that he's not going to love us is beyond me, but we all do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. At some yeah. point in our lives, we mm -hmm. all go, oh, wow. God can't fix this. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. Mm -hmm. He can. Yes. So. I think that stems from we don't realize how great God is. Mm -hmm. Right. That mm -hmm. he is greater than anything that we can do or say or anything we've done or said. We think yeah. he's fallible like we are. Mm -hmm. Right. That's yeah. good, Trish. That's mm -hmm. good. He's not. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's he's the perfect one. Mm-hmm. And someday we will attain that. Yes. But not till yeah. we get to heaven. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I had another question, but I'm going to see. Is there anything that you want to ask, Trish? No, you go ahead. 
So you've given us like where you know how things started, like you were adopted, dealt with some rejection, fear rejection. Then you kind of shared how you got victory over that and then moved on how God so provided for you, put you on a new direction, a new path in your life. It was a great faith journey mm -hmm. for you. So now kind of skip ahead a little bit, and we can always come back in and fill the blanks too, but I just felt to kind of skip ahead. And so where are you today? What's going on in your life today? Well, there's change coming. Mm, okay. I, I recognize that. The Lord always, when, when change comes with me, he begins to prepare me. Um, I'll move in, in my mind uh, in particular. I'll begin to see new things coming. Um, I've had great desire to do this particular thing, this ministry or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that begins to wane and I begin to have desires to, to go in this particular vein. And, I mean, it's all service for him. I'm not leaving somebody high and dry to go jump into Good. something yep, else. Yep, yep, right. yep. Um, he closes the door he closes as he opens door. another one. Right, yeah. right. Huh? And that's kind of where I am right now. Um, in fact, a friend of mine sent me a little um, thing yesterday on the phone that um, shows this long hallway, and there's bright light coming in, but the door shuts at one end, and you're in the hallway, and you're facing the next door. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's me. I'm in the hallway from yes. one thing closing to the mm -hmm. next door opening. Right. Yep. So do you have any idea, you know, you said that change is coming. So uh, what change would you like? If God said, Bonnie, I'm going to give you whatever change you would like, what would you like? Well, I would like to be married again, and I'd like to be in more full-time ministry, mm -hmm. more than what I am now. Right, right, right. So what all do you do in your home church? Well, I uh, teach, mm -hmm. minister. Mm -hmm. um, I help in the the everyday work part of ministry. Yep. Good. Because ministry Good. isn't just preaching. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You can preach that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of groundwork that has to be done. You know, there's cleaning and, and mm -hmm. setting oh, up yeah. and, oh, yeah. and all that sort of thing. You know, you just don't go to church and everything is magically done. Right. Yeah. 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 There's no magic wand. Mm -hmm. Or know. we can't. Uh, twist our nose or wrinkle our nose yeah. a little bit. Yeah, 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 that would yeah. be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. it sure would. Mm -hmm. It sure would. So I kind of do anything that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Anywhere that I can do something, I will do it. Uh, if somebody needs ministry, uh, pastor will call and say, well, would you minister to this one or you can you go there? And I say, yes. Good. You know, there's there's Good. no, no, I don't want to or maybe I can't because my desire has always been to serve even when I was little, when I thought I needed to be a psychiatrist, it was all because God had put this desire mm -hmm. in my heart to mm -hmm. help people. Right. Yeah. And that's what my desire is. Yeah. So do you, you talked a lot about how, you know, your faith journey and different things of how God had moved in your life. So you talked somewhat about, um, you know, God moving in the supernatural. So is there any other testimonies you would like to share about how God just moved in the supernatural or some of the supernatural things that you've witnessed? I made mention of the fact that the Lord gave me a vision of when my mother died. Well, those started, visions started many years ago. And um, I had been divorced. I hadn't even been to Bible school yet. Um, I think the one thing that could be said here is that when you have a, a major catastrophe in your life or a situation that's really traumatic, mm -hmm. 
Right. Don't turn away from God, but turn mm, to God. Very good. A lot of times people will say, well, God didn't care and he let this mm -hmm. happen to me, and they'll turn away from God. Mm -hmm. We live in a world of sin. Yeah. 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 And the devil is in control as far as the sin goes, and we're individuals and we have a free will. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we do things that... You know, we shouldn't do uh -huh. even unaware of it. And it opens right. the door to these things right. in our life. So rather than turning away from God, uh, you need to turn to God. That's right. That's right. Well, that's what I did um, after my divorce. I thought there's something wrong. here, And we had been involved in the church. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like we didn't go to church or anything. My husband was very involved. He was the head usher and he was the treasurer. And mm -hmm. um, I did everything in the church that could be done from Sunday school superintendent right on down. Yeah. And so it wasn't like we weren't involved in church. And he decided that he was going to go his way and got involved in an affair and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. everything that comes along with that and so I just decided that it wasn't going to make me turn away from God I was going to turn to God good for you and the Lord began to show me things and teach me things like he had done when I was young mm -hmm. and uh, I had more or less gotten away from that because I'd accepted the fact that being a woman I couldn't receive any of this stuff right and so I um that's what I did I turned to God and I began to seek his face more I spent a lot of time in, in as much time as I could in prayer and Bible study when you've got three kids and you work a full-time job. Right, yeah. That can be, but you know God understands that. Mm -hmm. And so your time that you spend with God is sometimes more profitable than somebody that has all day. Right, yeah. Because God knows he's got to download on you quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, anyway, my oldest daughter at that time began to run with the wrong crowd. Mm -hmm. and she was involved in some things that um, I didn't like. But by that time, I had learned um, through a, a couple of prayer groups that I went to to stand on the Word. Find scripture that, uh, that applies to your situation. Right. If you're in need of health or healing, you don't study scriptures on money. Right. And so... Um, that, and that's really very important. Find scriptures that fit your situation. Right. And stand on those. Well, that's what I had done for her. <clears throat> now, this is my first encounter of something this great or this, this big. Mm -hmm. She worked a couple blocks away from home, so she, would, she worked in a pizza place. And she would walk home. On the weekend, she closed, and so it was late when she'd come home. Right. I'd leave the hall light on, and when she come in, she would turn the hall light off so that I would know she was home. And I woke up this one morning, and she wasn't home yet. It was middle of the night morning. Mm -hmm. And um, I just began to quote my scriptures over her. And I just rolled over to go back to sleep. And the Lord said, that's not enough. Oh, wow. So I sat up, and I said, okay, what do you want me to do? And I walked out because our our house was l-shaped so the the hall into the kitchen was l-shaped mm -hmm. and i walked down the hall toward the kitchen and there was windows all around there and i saw two demons looking in mm. and they were laughing they were 
hysterical. And they were pointing because our stairway went downstairs and she had a bedroom downstairs. And they were pointing down the stairs. And I stood there and I looked at them for a while and I knew what they were. And um, finally, and they were laughing and poking each other. You know, they were having a great time. They, I knew they were going to hurt my daughter. I, oh, I knew wow. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they were going to cause her to fall on the stairs or I don't know if she was drunk. Mm -hmm. I don't know her condition. I didn't then. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Uh, this will probably be the first that she knows about this. But this is the first time, it's not the first time I'd heard demon, but it's the first time I saw them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, they all of a sudden, one of them saw me and he quit laughing. They weren't allowed in the house. I had already set boundaries, went around and prayed for my home. They weren't, I wasn't going to let any demonic activity come in my house. Mm -hmm. And they, um, and I had not, as an insert, comma, insert, I had not had any teaching on demonic activity mm. in your life other than what the Holy Spirit had showed me at that time. It was right. not taught. Nobody knew anything about right, right. De deliverance as we call it today or being set free yeah. from demonic activity in your life. So um, the second one, he kept laughing and he kept poking his friend and like he couldn't figure out why he wasn't laughing anymore. Right. And so he pointed at me, the one did. And they both looked at me and I just stared at them and I said, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they began to tremble. I mean, yeah. tremble. Yeah. And I said it again. They were trembling so bad that their faces were distorted and their hair was, was shaking. Mm -hmm. And I said it the third time. And I said to the Lord, why don't they go away? And he said, you have to tell them to go. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I said, in the name of Jesus, leave. And they went, they just vanished. <laughs> I cannot believe Power. you handled that so calmly. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't know, yeah. I don't know that I would have been so calm about uh -huh. it. <laughs> I went back in my, I thought, okay, that's done. Yeah. And Time I, was already yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> and when I walked into the bedroom, there sat my body on the side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I walked in, I looked at myself, and I thought, okay, God, how do I get back in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went back in through my mouth. I laid down and went to sleep. And you know, it wasn't until the next morning when I woke up <laughs> that I realized what had happened and how excited I was. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I was so excited. That's my was my first encounter of seeing demonic activity. When I was married, we lived in a house that was full of, of demons. Wow. Uh, cupboards would open and close. Refrigerator door would stand open. Boots would come up and down the basement steps and the this doorway into the basement would open and close. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't the only one that heard it. Several people had heard it. And I would get really irritated because they would wake me up and I would tell them to shut up. Right, right, Or right. get out, leave me uh -huh. alone. Yeah. Right. I was pregnant with my first uh, child. So that was my first encounter. And I wasn't really afraid because I knew that the Holy Spirit was with me. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. 
Yep. And I can't explain not having fear. I, I can't explain that other than the fact it was the Holy Spirit in me mm-hmm. that caused me not to have the fear. Yeah. Since that time, there have been different, it's, it doesn't happen a lot, but I've had different visions and, and seen demonic activity and I've seen good activity. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So you yeah. see angels and demons. Mm-hmm. Right, very mm-hmm. good, wow. very mm-hmm. good. And I've heard angels. Um, I was working for a ministry in Tulsa and I was on my way to work one day and my friend and I were just praising God and singing and I heard the angels in the car and I thought mm-hmm. for a minute I thought what is that noise you're like dang we sound good <laughs> <laughs> and when I stopped they stopped uh-huh. so yeah. I realized that they were joining me right. and I had to sing and worship for them to do it mm-hmm. yeah very good so very good that's very cool yeah it, it's there's so many instances in my life where I've had um, things like this happened to me that mm-hmm. you would have to ask me questions to remind me of, of right. particular yeah. things. Yeah. But it's, um, I just thank God that I'm privileged to have this kind of relationship with him. That's a good mm-hmm. word to use, privileged, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Because he could have chosen somebody else. He didn't have to choose me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God chose us all. But it's our responsibility to accept that. Right. You know, everybody would be saved if you didn't have to use your faith to accept Jesus because the Bible says grace and faith. Mm -hmm. That grace is toward us, but we have to use faith to accept it. Right. Well, that goes into my next question. I know we're going to be winding down here in just a moment. Do you have anything before I ask? Okay, I feel like I'm the interview hog today. (laughs) But, uh, shocker. But So we have our listeners that are listening thinking, man, what a just, wow, fantastic life that you've lived. Your your journey that you share today has so pumped me up and encouraged me, you know, but it's the thinking, you know what, Minister Bonnie, I want what you have. I know you've taken like a lifetime to get to where you are today, but, you know, I don't want to wait a lifetime to get what you have. I don't want to have to go through some of the experiences that you mm-hmm. went through to get what you have. So I would say leave the listeners today with knowing, I'm asking you, I'm one of the listeners out there, Bonnie, what do I have to do? How do I get what you have? I think what took me so long is, well, part of it is the teaching, you know, that God doesn't accept women mm-hmm. or you can't do anything for him, to knowing that in God there's neither male nor female. So yeah. if you're called, God can use you. And it, when you know that, when you accept how much he loves you and stand on the word, you're going to get there a lot quicker than what I did. Mm-hmm. Because I not only had to um, learn new stuff, I had to get rid of the old stuff to right. learn the new stuff. And it, our brains are like computers. And when you get an overload, you got to clean out the old stuff. That's right. That's right. Only so much storage. Right. Yeah. So get rid of the old stuff and fill it up with the Word of God, and God will advance you so much quicker if you're willing to allow God to to clean you out. Right. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the old stuff. We have to be willing. But I know that uh, my journey took a long time because I didn't really, I didn't come into the faith message and understanding demonic activity until I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And people out there that are younger than me, you don't have to wait this long. Right, right, right. right but right. if you are my age or older, if you know that God loves you and that his word is true and he is truth, right. you know, you're going to advance quicker. Right, right, right. Amen. Yeah. So the truth shall set you free. Amen. Yeah, very good. Right. So 
Well, I think also that we need to recognize for people who maybe think that God can't use them or they have too much sin in their lives Mm -hmm. or they're looking at ministers and pastors as having to be perfect. Right. We have to recognize that God uses us in the state that we're in. Mm -hmm. That's good, Trish. Because he wants to be the change in our lives. Mm -hmm. If we go and clean ourselves all up and fix ourselves so that we're perfect, which, by the way, we're never going to attain in this life. Right, right, right. We're going to take a lifetime. God's not going to be able to use us. Yeah. And but then we're coming to God thinking we're perfect. So what are we really going to receive from him? Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to recognize that God uses us where we're at in the state that we're in and be willing to let him change us and propel us forward. Well, I think if you think you've got to be perfect, then you're not going to need God. Right, 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 right. And I believe that, I mean, everybody has weaknesses. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. that's just part of being human. Yeah. But that weakness should cause you to turn to God to help you in that weakness. Right. Because Paul said that when he's weak, God is strong. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. And in order for us to be strong in, in God, we've got to give him that weakness. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's we're never going to get strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not strong for our own benefit, but we're strong to serve him, to stand against the enemy, mm-hmm. to prove to the world that the word works, that God is love. There's, there's so many different uh, aspects to this. That's it isn't right. just That's so right. that I can be um, healthy and rich and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in this life. Mm-hmm. We're blessed to bless. That's right. That's right. That's good. And if we don't look at, look at it that way, you know, okay, God has healed me. I was healed of bladder cancer. I've been, my, my legs were crippled. There's been Mm -hmm. many issues in my life and I've gone through some illnesses. I've been in the hospital. I've had surgeries. Why didn't God do the perfect thing the first time in all of them? I don't know, but I do know that God's word works. Yeah. I have been healed. Yeah. And if I hadn't been healed, I couldn't tell you that God heals. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't tell you that God has met my needs if He hasn't met. Mm-hmm. Right. If He hasn't, gotta have a testimony. Right. Yeah. 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 The yeah. more you go through, the greater your testimony. I mm-hmm. mean, it's good if you don't go through that. But those people that are older and think, "Well, I've gone through too much, or I've been in too much sin," God can't use me. Sometimes you learn. We learn by our mistakes. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. And so you can help somebody else not go through that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And besides, the Bible says that your sins are as far as the east is from the west mm-hmm. and in the bottom of the sea, never yeah. to be remembered anymore. God yeah. doesn't remember them. You yeah. know who remembers them? The devil. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And yeah. he tells you your sins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not God. Yeah. Because yeah. as far as God's concerned, they're gone. It's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Very well put. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I hope our listeners have really enjoyed this because I definitely have. I always enjoyed hearing anything that you you. have to share. Amen. Thank you. Um, You have just a fascinating life, and I think we'll have to have you back again Mm -hmm. to share more because I definitely think there's more there that needs to be shared. So do you have any last comments? Um, Just to say that I loved how you used the word, again, I'll say it, the word privileged. And just let all mm-hmm. our listeners know that, you know, everybody can walk into that privilege. Mm-hmm. We're all privileged to be able Amen. to have that relationship with God. So don't think just because you may not have gone through what Bonnie has gone through, you haven't seen or witnessed what she has, that it doesn't mean that you're not qualified to have that privilege. Mm-hmm. Remember John three sixteen, for God so loved the world Amen. that he gave his only son. You're part of that world, mm-hmm. so that means you can be part of that privilege. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you for having me. 
Well, we were blessed. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We were privileged. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too good. Well, that is going to do it for us. So make sure that you check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Stay connected with us. Email us your questions, comments, or even if you have any questions or comments for Miss Bonnie mm -hmm. at chickstable at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. We're clucking out. And remember, everyone has a story, and God wants to hear yours.